hello 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 my little thrivers how are you all um i am really good i am really good had a really good week this week um last week's show the mental health episode wow that's been amazing i've received so much support and feedback from people um since putting that show online it's basically a recap of my own mental health journey for those of you who haven't listened yet um give it a listen it's an important one um a bit different to my usual format but yeah i've had so much support for that so thank you um thank you to everybody who has supported on that um last week i put a youtube recording of the show on my youtube channel it's the only show on there at the moment on my channel because it was the first one i'd done um i am trying to work out how to caption the shows without having to manually go in and caption them obviously there are some tools where you can do this automatically um they're not working for me right now (laughs) i'm not a technophobe but i'm struggling with it so if anybody has any tips for captioning videos um do hit me up on my email which is caroline at thrivership coach or um on my socials which are usually at Thrivership Coach. Um, so yeah, my week, my week's been really good. I have been really enjoying my new hobby, which again, for those of you who follow my Instagram will know it's golf. So I've taken up learning golf and um, it's hard, man. It's hard, but it's really enjoyable. I've been really lucky because the weather has been amazing every time I've played so far. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to feel about it when the weather turns a bit, but, um, yeah, so far I'm really enjoying it, but I'm such a beginner and it's really, I think it's actually important in life to do something where you have to learn again from scratch. It really draws on all of your resources, (laughs) um, to try and and kind of keep your headspace when something is so alien and difficult. So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that process. Um... And to anybody who is listening, if you are locked down in the UK, we've got these three tiers of lockdown. And um, as the coronavirus cases are increasing now, we've got, you know, lots of people that listen to this podcast will be in tier two or tier three and will be isolating or not able to leave their homes or, you know, severely restricted on their movements. So if that's you, I'm personally not in either of those tiers. I'm very lucky at the moment. Um, but we are facing a, a circuit breaker lockdown in the next two weeks. And if you don't live in the UK, if you live in other countries around the world where you're also no doubt suffering from this, um, I'm with you and thank you for tuning in. I hope that this provides a little bit of diversion for you. Um, but yeah, so today let's get on to talking about what we're talking about today, which is career changes. Big stuff, big stuff. I, it's not the only thing I coach people on, but (laughs) along with promotions, um, it's so popular. It's such a common thing that people want to talk about. I could literally build a career just on this, I think. Um, Everyone at different times in their life is facing a point where we're just looking at what we do with our, what we're doing in our career, what we're doing with our lives and just questioning, is this the right thing? Um, so I really wanted to do an episode on this. It's been on my mind for a while that um, this would be a good 
topic to do and um, it's episode 10 today bit of a milestone a baby milestone for me 10 episodes um so it felt like a good time to start to kind of unpick some of this so let's say this episode is really for you um if you are feeling unsure in your career your job maybe you don't have a job maybe you are reflecting on whether you want the job that you've got don't know where to turn next or are nervous about what to do next if you do know where you want to go so this episode is about how to get some control back over that process get some control back over your thinking get yourself on the right path um, so that you will know what steps to take next part of this problem is when we just don't know like we know we're unhappy we know we're dissatisfied but we're just a bit all over the place as to what's next for us what would make us happy? Generally, I find that the fear that people have is, what if I make this shift and I'm just no happier than I am right now, which is not very happy? Um, I'm potentially looking at sacrificing salary. I'm looking at sacrificing the reputation I've built up. I'm looking at sacrificing maybe friendships I've got at work to make this shift or this pivot. And what if it's not worth it? So what I'm aiming to do here in a very brief episode is talk you through or get you started thinking along the journey of how do you take control of this situation and start to take steps forward so first of all when absolutely not to change career because sometimes it's just not the right thing to do and we might be looking at some difficulties in our situation and thinking oh new job is the answer sometimes it is sometimes it's not um The most common reason for people to leave jobs is because of a poor relationship with their line manager. So leaving aside all of the development that needs to happen in the line management space, you as the individual, you can't allow a bad relationship with your line manager or, you know, your boss in, in some respect to dictate your own career trajectory that's easier said than done because you know your relationship with your line manager is everything in in many ways it can affect how your performance is rated can affect how you feel you can show up day to day but um if you're having a bad relationship with your boss that can change the relationship can change or the boss might change Um, It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to ditch everything and do something completely different and and get rid of all the equity that you have in your in your current place, um, your current role. Um, If it's solely the boss that's the issue, then you need to look at ways around um, managing that relationship. And I I think I'm going to do a separate podcast on that. managing difficult conversations and relationships with co-workers and bosses etc because that's a massive topic but you know just suffice to say if that's your main reason then you need to just just press the pause button for a minute listen to the rest of this podcast and then figure out what you want to do um other things that you need to be wary of that can prompt a kind of all or nothing decision about yeah I, i need to completely change my career um If you haven't been able to get your pay rise, if you haven't been able to get your promotion, um, it can be really tempting to throw the towel in. Um, It can be really tempting if you feel you're not valued, if you feel that you're, um, you know, not getting where you want to go. It's one thing to 
feel like you've reached the end of your road in a certain company and you might switch sideways to a similar role in a different company. That's kind of not exactly what I'm talking about when I'm talking about career changes. I'm talking about those big pivots, those big shifts where you might go from, you know, working in financial services to actually saying, no, I want to teach or I, you know, I want to be um, a therapist or a coach or whatever. Um, we're talking about those types of pivots. If it's, it's not enough to say that if I'm not getting this raise, I'm not getting this promotion, I should just completely shift. Because yeah, maybe you've just reached the end of your life cycle in that company. Maybe you need a change of scenery um, and another job in a in the same industry and a similar job is the right thing for you. Um, you don't necessarily want to ditch everything um, because of that. Also, if in talking about promotions and pay rises, I mean, I've done an episode on how to get that promotion previously in this series. You should check it out. But there could be things that you really need to look at in yourself as to why you haven't got that promotion or that pay rise. So, you know, think about that first. Um, other things, other reasons not to move careers. Um, long hours, um, wanting predictability and consistency in your day-to-day -day work, um, or conversely, wanting more excitement in your day-to-day -day work. Yes, sometimes these things can be components of another career, and um you know particularly when you shift careers or even shift companies it can seem exciting at first um but it's human nature to um think the grass is always greener and we have to be realistic about what we're jumping into it's really unlikely if you just make a random shift that you're gonna land completely on your feet and you know suddenly have to work less hours, um, have more predictability or less predictability and more excitement. Um, it's kind of like a sticking plaster on a wound. It's It might solve an initial uh, twinge of dissatisfaction that you have, but it's probably not gonna ultimately fulfill you. And most people who are listening to this or you know have come to this because they're thinking about career changes, what we're talking about is a need to actually get a lot more fulfillment out of um, out of life. You want your career to be meaningful. You want it to be purposeful. You want it to fulfill you in a way that your current career doesn't. So stop looking at the superficial aspects of things to do with your current job that might be able to be changed. Um, and really think about um, taking a long, hard look at yourself. And um, I'm gonna teach you today how to do that. Um, but before we do that, I suppose, you know, when I was thinking about this episode and what I was going to say, um, the, the, the obvious answer to um, how to get a new career, <laughs> the boring, predictable answer is do some research, um, figure out what skills you need for your new career get those skills, build up your CV, build your network, go talk to people, get some experience, work for free, um, do whatever you need to do, and then go and get the job. Um, and advice like that keeps a lot of career coaches in plenty of work, right? It keeps a lot of people very busy doing stuff, changing jobs, I'm going to say jobs rather than careers, um, because it's very surface level, 
It's like, come up with an idea of this new career that you want. Do the gap analysis, figure out what you need skills wise, what you need experience wise, go and get it and then just do it and apply for jobs. And we can teach you how to get those skills and we can tell you what training to go on. And then we can tell you um, how to do interviews and blah, 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 blah. I'm not, that's not my bag, really. Um, It's not how I would go about this. I think if someone comes to me and they're wanting to talk about career change, especially if they're in coaching and they've invested in this, this is like a once in a lifetime or once in a season where you're actually going to take the time to go super deep into what it is that really makes you tick what is actually going to satisfy you i want you to have a change and a shift that's actually really going to satisfy you in the next season of your life so picking an idea out of thin air is not really going to cut it um so what we really need to do is sit down and take a look at you so we're actually going to scratch the idea of what is the right career for me in the initial stages and we're going to look at what really makes you tick um we've already said what you don't want to do is run from one career because you've had some kind of a breakdown or some kind of you know poor performance or dissatisfaction or something you don't want to be running from there you want to be sitting in a neutral place as much as possible in order to do this work if you're feeling really angry if you're feeling really upset if you're feeling um like you just want to chuck it all in and it's really emotive now is not the time to do this work you need to get into a kind of a neutral state of mind a relatively positive state of mind in order to be able to make some objective assessments about yourself and what's going to make you happy um you also need to have a good understanding of your financial position um what is your financial position are you able to support a transition we don't know what the answer is yet to what your transition will involve but do you feel stable enough that if it required you to take a pay cut if it required you to stay on the same salary for a while if it required you to invest in some training or some coaching or some other resources would you be able to do that what is your bandwidth to do that just so that you're not Um, you're being realistic about what your options are and you need to be able to do that from a place of neutrality without a you know this is also unfair or this is also difficult kind of mindset so when you're in that positive mindset um, or at least a neutral mindset that's the time to to really sit and think about um, about this and your career future so what would I encourage you to do First of all, you really need to find the essence of you, the essence of who you are, because you're only ever going to be happy in what you're doing day to day with your life, with your work, if you understand what makes you tick and and really, really what um, what makes you really happy. So if you've never done any kind of um, personality assessment or skills profiling um, in relation to your career, now is a great time to start (laughs) there are loads and loads of free resources online there are some paid resources as well um you can check out my values tool um which is a reasonably good starting point actually even for things around career you can find that on the coach yourself section of my website at www.thrivership.coach but to take it a step further there are some other resources i can point you to which should help you kind of uncover Um, bits and pieces about your personality if you've ever done mbti dig out your mbti profile but if you haven't done it for a while it's worth doing it again because 
MBTI profiles do shift um, over time. MBTI, for those who haven't done it before, is a Myers-Briggs type indicator. It's 16, it's made up of 16 different personality types um, and it's spookily accurate actually. Um, but it's useful because it, fi- it, it allows you to profile certain aspects of your personality and understand how they might fit in, particularly in relation to careers. Um, if you haven't done MBTI and you don't want to pay for a full-on MBTI profile, go to a website called 16personalities.com. It's number one, number six, personalities.com. You may have already heard of it. It's, um, it's very popular. You can go on there. You answer a series of questions. It's completely free. Um, and it will give you basically an MBTI profile. It won't tell you what your MBTI exact name is because your MBTI profile is a series of letters which stand for something so mine is ENFP um you you can look up what that means if you don't know if you're not familiar with those but um you get instead a kind of a personality label and it tells you all about that personality and each one of those does actually match to an MBTI profile so it's kind of a a more modern way um a more accessible way to interpret MBTI theory you can start with MBTI um, at 16personalities. Um, actually, if it's not 16personalities.com, it's .org. I'm not sure which one, but you'll find it. Um, good place to start and um, read the profiles. There is some additional stuff you can pay for on there, like career profiles and things like that, things that would suit um, your personality type. But you don't need to uh, to go that far. Just getting that profile is helpful in the first instance. Um, there are some other really good resources that I can um, advise you to use. Some, most of them are free, and, and I'll put links to these in my show notes um, on the website, which is www.thrivership.coach. Um, career story workbooks. This is a bit of fun. It does take a while, but it's really fun. You actually write a kind of story of your life. It, it, it enables you to pick out the things that you aspire to and that make you tick by looking at the story of your life so far. And it's quite interesting what comes out of it. It's a career story workbook. I'm going to put a link to that, as I say in the show notes, completely free. Um, also, mynextmove.org has some really interesting kind of profiling questionnaires um, and skills match up. So I'm going to put links to all of those. If you're just starting to think, if you're feeling quite unsure about what's next for you, or if you're looking to find a career um, with some meaning and some purpose for you, then these are all good tools to just get those cogs ticking and really start to hold up a mirror to who you are and what's going to work for you and what's going to satisfy you. Um, You really don't want to jump from the thing you're doing now to something else that's going to feel empty. Um, So start with those things that will really help you to, um, yeah, just understand yourself a bit more. There is another tool called Career Leader. I think it's something to do with Harvard Business School. Um, That's about $95, so it's not cheap, but it is a good tool. It is a tool that I use with clients. Um, If you want to get access to that tool, you can always email me at caroline at thrivership.coach. As I say, it's $95, but it's it's a really, really helpful tool. So that's another option. Um, Once you've done that and you've really kind of taken a look at your values, your skills, what sort of things you want to get out of your career... Um, that's the kind of the first step. And the next step is 
really digging deep into looking at why you are dissatisfied with where you are now. Is a career move actually the right thing? Um, And there's a reason why I would recommend doing that work on yourself first and that understanding of yourself first, because I really think it's helpful to then go into this next step, having that in mind. I don't think you can do it the other way around. I don't think you can do the career move kind of planning and then go back and do your kind of self-assessment. I think you have to start with your self-assessment. So please do that first, then come into career move planning. I have got a tool on my website again. Um, It's under the Coach Yourself section. It's called Career Move Planning Tool. It's a premium tool. So if you want to get access to it, you need to sign up for a membership um, on my uh, membership page. But if for any reason you can't afford that or it's beyond your means, please email me. I don't want anything to be out of reach of people who need it. Caroline at Thrivership.coach. Um, career move planning tool that's the one you want I'm basically going to talk you through it now so you're going to know what's in there Um, but it's just a document that will spell all this out and give you something to write on and look at Um, so career move planning tool think about your current role there's a set of questions that it starts with that you need to um, answer yes or no and the idea of this is that if you can answer more than half of the questions with a yes It's probable that you don't really need to think about such a big career move right now. There may be some tweaks and things that you can make in your current role that might make you more happy because you've got a decent foundation. If there are five or more that, because there are 10 questions, so if if more than half of them, five or more, you're answering no or you're not sure, then we need to do a bit more thinking. So I'm just going to read the questions out to you so that you can get an idea of what's in there, but also you can start thinking now about about what the, the answers to those might be. So the first question is, am I my best self in this role? And look really honestly at that. Like, I'm thinking back to some of my jobs um, and my career. There have been elements of those jobs and those career roles where I've been absolutely my best self. Like, where I know what I'm doing, I'm doing it, you know? (laughs) I am great at what I'm doing and nobody could do that better in in that particular moment I'm really happy with that you know um but there were other elements at that time um where I wasn't feeling it you know so there may be parts of your role where you really are able to bring your best self and there may be others where you just feel like you're sacrificing some of your integrity or just not happy or not really giving the best account of yourself or you just don't have the skills And what's the balance of that? So on balance, am I really my best self in this role? And if you are, which parts of it and other parts of it where you're not um, really feeling it? Secondly, do I really believe in this product or the organisation or the service that I'm providing? Again, there are lots of layers to this. So if you work in a big company, do you believe in the ethos of the company? Do you like it? Do you would you would you buy from that company? And then it, it rolls down. Does, do you actually believe in the overall mission of the department that you're working in? Do you believe in what you're doing every day? Is it actually making a difference? Um, so there's lots of different layers to that. But overall, you should get a sense of whether that's on balance, a positive or a negative. Um, thirdly, does this job make me feel positive? When I finish a day's work, and I'm talking about on balance here because... Oof, 
you know not every day is going to be super sunshiny and everywhere but does it make me feel good do I feel accomplished am I accomplishing something am I satisfied am I happy um or is everything negative it's really important to just take account of how it's making you feel is it draining your life is it draining your energy or is it contributing positively to your life and if it's contributing positively what elements are contributing positively to your life um fourthly am i challenged to be my best is this job challenging you is it actually bringing you on is it making a difference in your life is it helping you to learn new skills is it helping you align with what you feel is a purpose or a calling is it is it bringing out the best in you and closely related to that am i growing and learning is there am i am i learning new things maybe not every day but am i can i feel a progression in myself that i'm happy with uh, are there people around me who inspire me and um, that I want to learn more from or that I can learn more from? And, and that leads into the next question. Am I meeting and surrounding myself with good people who are doing interesting things? I know what it's like to work in an organisation where you're really not surrounded by good people. <laughs> they might be intelligent, they might be highly intellectual, they might be interesting in some respects. Are they good people? Do you respect them? Are they doing interesting things? Are they doing things that interest you? They might be doing interesting things in someone's eyes, but maybe not yours. Um, if not, there's a, there's a red flag there. Number seven, are people in this organisation open to new ideas and receptive to each other? Um... Yeah, important one, because the fact that you're here and you're listening to this and you're taking some interest in this kind of means to me that something needs to shift. Is the organisation that you're working in going to shift with you? Are they open to potentially some ways to do things differently? Um, and by I'm saying, is the organisation open? It's people, right? It's people in your immediate circle of influence. So this is your manager, it's your manager's manager, it's the people around you who are responsible for making decisions about your day-to-day -day work and, and strategy. But I suppose the tone comes from the top. So just generally, is the organisation open to new ideas and receptive to new ideas, receptive to other people's ideas? Do people collaborate um, effectively together? Next, is this the best use of my skills and talents? Do you have some skills and talents that are really like core and authentic to who you are and they don't come anywhere near your work? If not, that's okay, because you may have some stuff that you just like to do and it's your hobby and or even it's a side hustle, even it might make you money, but you don't want that to be your main work. That may suit you for now. That in its own doesn't mean that you have to shift, but, you know, so, for example, for me, the part of my job when I worked in bigger organisations that I loved the most was people development. Give me poor performers, give me eighth performers, give me underperforming teams, give me anything any combination of people any combat any type of person um and let me help them with their development that was my my love my passion the bit that didn't feel like work if i was asked to then go and do a sole contributor role so actually part of my career i was a project manager i didn't have anyone reporting into me um i just reported into one person i was the only person in that team it was a really small team 
for me, that was not a good, not the best use of my skills and talents because I gave a lot to people that I was managing, leading, developing, um, and it gave me a lot to um, be able to to do that as part of my role. So um, obviously in the end, after you know a couple of years, I transitioned into a managerial role and that was the right move for me. But um, that's just an example. Is it the best use of your skills and talents, the things that you're really on fire in, the things that you really love? Um, the next question is, am I indispensable? I talked earlier about, you know, certain times in my career where I have felt like, I'm on fire doing this. I'm great at this, this bit of it, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good at this. I love it. People know me to be good at this and, and that's great. And they wouldn't want anyone else in this role at this time. Um, is that the case for you? Are you, because that, that feeling of indispensability, if that's the word, is, it's flattering. Um, I guess it drives your ego a bit. As long as it's authentic, it's totally okay to take that pride in your position, in your work. Um, and you want to feel valued. Are you indispensable? Do you feel like you're dispensable? Do you feel like nobody would care if someone else came in tomorrow and did that job? If that's the case, then I promise you there is another place out there where you will be valued or there's a way to increase your value the way you feel valued in the current place um we just need to find it um and lastly are there people you can learn from and look up to who are actively engaged in your career i'm talking about mentors advisors you know your line manager can act in this capacity but do you have access to other mentors other advisors other coaches people who are in your network at work who can actually help and guide you through those difficult times in your career are they there and those are your 10 questions so count up your answers if you answer yes to more than half of them so more than five that's actually pretty good that's a pretty good grounding I mean most people that I see in coaching who want to talk about their careers they can't answer yes to that many of them so you're in a pretty good place if you can you may need some tweaks here and there but it's it's a good start um if you've answered yes to more than five and it still doesn't feel right, like you still feel actually I'm quite dissatisfied, go back and look at the questions again because there's got to be something in there that's not quite right or is only partially right. Um, if you're not sure or answered no to the majority of the questions, it doesn't automatically mean you need to think about shifting your career, but it means that you need to think about, okay, what is the deal here? What is the outlook? Firstly, is this going to change? All the things that you've answered no or not sure to, are they going to change? Um, if you think they could change, how long is it going to take to change? Um, if you feel like you're not growing and learning, right, what is it going to take for that to change? Is it going to change? If you are in a role where you just don't think there's anything more you can learn, if the company's quite stagnant, if the role is just what it is, if it is quite stagnant, is it that you're only going to grow and learn something if the company takes a massive pivot, if the company brings on new products, if the company brings in new services and you want to kind of move into learning about those? If that's the case, is that realistic? How long is that going to take? Are there opportunities for that within the current environment? Is there anything you can research? If it's not going to change and not going to change within a time frame that is reasonable for you, 
Um, again, the next question to really qualify that is, is that a non-negotiable for you? Um, you know, does believing in the product, the organisation, the service, the things that you have to do every day, is that a non-negotiable for you? Or are you there for the paycheck? Because sometimes we are in jobs for the paycheck and that's okay. Like, you have to qualify how important it is. Maybe actually feeling connected to the organisation, the product, service, what you do day to day is massive for you. And you just don't feel that at the moment. In that case, that is non-negotiable. Is it going to change? No. It, or yeah, but maybe not for a few years. <sighs> okay, I'm starting to get a picture of you probably need a shift. So for every answer that's been a no, you need to think those three things. Is it going to change? How long will it take to change? And is it a non-negotiable? And if you're really coming out then at that point with a lot of dissatisfaction, high likelihood that things aren't going to change and they're real non-negotiables, okay, I'm satisfied now that you're at the point where you can actually go into thinking about what is next, okay? So you've evaluated your current situation, you've evaluated that it's time for a shift, you've got some confidence that that is actually what you need to do, you've got to do some kind of shift. You've also done your self-assessment, so you have a good understanding, a concrete understanding of your values, what makes you tick, what skills you have, where your interests lie, what kind of career is um, is good for you. Um, the last part of the um, career move planning tool that I have um, on the Thrivership Coach website gives you a little table it's a big table actually it takes up a whole page <laughs> but it's nice to have that template there um and you can now use this information that you've got from your um evaluations to up till now to fill in this template and it's got columns for must have nice to have and must not haves of different aspects of the type of organization you might want to work for and the culture the role things you want to do things you don't want to do and that will really help you profile what I would call reds, ambers and greens. So must haves, nice to have, must not have. A must not have is a massive red. So when you're evaluating new opportunities and you're thinking about um, where you're gonna go next, anything that has something in the must not have, just stop, red, big red flag. Nice to have, yeah, okay, that would be nice, but you don't necessarily need that. So you might say, okay, it would be nice if, um, my job was located in London because I live in central London and I would ideally like to have a job that is less than five miles from my house um, but it would be okay if it was you know somewhere in greater London so I've got like a 10 or 15 mile radius actually that would be okay I mean that's a really simple example but it's applicable to every, everything um, and then you've got must have so you might have a financial commitment um, that means your salary has to be a minimum of x so your must-have is a salary of X in, in that must-have column. And there's no point looking at things um, less than that if you can't survive on that. So there's lots of different aspects in this table. Um, you know, type of people, location, salary, industry, culture, job role, skills you want to use, skills you don't want to use, or skills you want to learn. Um, 
and that gives you a really nice shopping list um, and what's really important is the must-have and must-not-haves and the nice-to-haves kind of fall somewhere in the middle. Um, if you get that far, you're, I guarantee your head will be a lot, lot clearer on where you're going to go next. It's hard in a podcast where I'm talking generically. So if you ever want to discuss any aspects specifically about you, feel free to drop me an email. It's caroline at thrivership.coach.coach, sorry, caroline at thrivership.coach. Or hit me up on social media. Um, my handle is at Thrivership Coach. Um, yeah, feel free to do that and just chat through any um, any things that you want to talk about um, that might be specific to your case. Um, but that's a really good starting point. I mean, we all know that we have a calling somewhere. We hope that we might have a calling or a passion or a meaning or a purpose in our life. And, you know, trust me, it's in there, even if you're not quite sure what it is. At some level, you'll know when you find it. Um, doing this work will take you a lot closer to that. So um, I can highly recommend it. Um, some more generic things to think about and ponder as you go about your day. Um, if you could do any job, if you could spend your time any which way, then... How would you do that? How would you be spending your time? Because that is a massive clue. If you didn't have to earn money, um, what would you do if, if, like, if it wasn't an issue? Would you be an actor? Would you want to make movies? Would you want to help people? Would you? Well, what would you want to do? What's enticing about what you want to do? Um, those things that really make your heart sing. Those are the things you want to bring out. Think about what you could do that. Um, that, that gives you access to those feelings. There are some common themes there in the, in the things that you like the idea of doing. What are they? What are those common themes? Or is there a particular type of client that you like working with or a particular type of colleague that you like working with? Um, that, that gives you a big indicator about what would make you happy. Um, is there anyone that you know of who you really admire? Who are the type of people that you like to follow on social media? Who are the people that you look to for inspiration when you need answers about things? Um, those types of people, what aspects of their roles are appealing to you? You'll start to get into um, some of the real personal um, motivators um, and, and aspects that really appeal to you. Those will help you figure out where you might want to go next. And then you can apply the must-haves, the nice-to-haves, the must-not-haves, um, layer on the aspects of your personality that you've learned from your self-assessment and come up with um, an idea of where you want to go to next. Um, in closing, there's just a couple of things I would say. Don't dwell on the past. Brains don't like a negative. I shouldn't have said don't. Think about the future. <laughs> don't think about the past too much, right? Um... I didn't start on my journey to coaching until I was 40. Um, if I'd felt that it was too late, I would have never started at all and look where I am now. I mean, I don't say that in any kind of way, like you should want to be me. But I, what I mean is I'm so happy doing what I do. I'm so happy making this podcast. I would make it even if no one listened to it. I really enjoy it and I, I have... And I do still coach people for free because of how much I um, enjoy it. So don't dwell on the past. 
Um, you are where you are. It's never too late. If you keep procrastinating, it's going to be a whole lot later when you do get started. So just start. Um, having said that, you don't need to act quickly. You don't need to make rash decisions. You need to go through this process, do this work. Um, jumping to a different career is not always the answer, as I hope that I've spelled out today. Sometimes you can make tweaks within your current environment that will make you more satisfied. And it may be actually there are things you can do completely outside work that will tick some more boxes for you in terms of meaning and purpose um, that will help you feel more satisfied in life overall, meaning you don't need to make a shift in your career. Um, Go and listen to episode, I think it was episode one, the first one I did um, on meaning and purpose, if you want to think about that. Um, Yeah. I've really enjoyed this episode. It's such a big topic. Um, Let me know what you think. If you've got any questions, obviously um, contact me. Um, All the resources will be on the show notes. I've pointed out quite a few things today, so don't hesitate to go online um, onto the show notes and find those. The link to the show notes will be in the the notes of the episode that I'll put um, on the podcast player. Um, If you want to support the show, I would be most grateful. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I know a lot of people, like, they hear me say this and they go, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go and rate and review the show. Or at least, like, it takes one second to do a star rating um, on Apple Podcasts. You don't have to write anything. Um, They go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to never do it. So if you do enjoy the show, please give me a rating. Um, Even if you don't enjoy the show, give me a rating. (laughs) Because I do want to know. Um if it's not hitting the sweet spot. Um, yeah, because I it would help me reach more people and that is ultimately what I'm here for. Um, and yeah, if you want more, more stuff like this, follow me on Instagram at Thrivership Coach. Um, find me on LinkedIn, Caroline C. Smith, the Thrivership Coach. Um, find the episodes on YouTube and yeah, it would be good to see you there. In the meantime, have a great week and I will look forward to speaking to you all next week. Bye for now.